Welcome to Full Rigor, a Florida true crime podcast. I'm Karen Curtis. And on this episode, we're going to talk about a woman from Daytona Beach, Crystal Pfeiffer, 28-year-old single mom. What a wonderful person. This woman loved her 10-year-old son, Dominic, did everything she could to keep him healthy. In fact, he was hit with a heavy piece of furniture. It fell on him when he was just six months old, broke his upper jaw, really did some damage, and he had to have surgeries. And Crystal devoted her life to nurse him back to health, and she paid for his operations by working extra hours as an office manager, didn't mind having to work and pay for his medical bills. And Crystal then started dating 42-year-old Thomas Prince for almost a year. And, you know, he seemed like a good catch. He owned his own landscaping business. Uh, he was older than Crystal. He was 28. He was 42. And her family welcomed him in because he seemed stable and seemed like the kind of guy that Crystal and her son deserved. Here's audio from Crime Watch Daily of Freddie, Crystal's brother. Thomas wasn't the most appealing looking guy, but he was very articulate. He had his own business. He had a house, a stable house. Like I genuinely thought he was a good guy. Yeah, Thomas was... Dentally challenged, looked like he could have used some implants. He was just a good old boy from Florida, from the Redneck Riviera. Kind of balding, a little bit paunchy, tattoos, you know. And Crystal, you know, not even 30 years old, gorgeous blonde, just really a beautiful girl. I don't think she knew how beautiful she was. And she was beautiful on the inside as well as her outer appearance. And Crystal's ex-husband was still in the picture because he sold his boat to Thomas Prince, not realizing it would become a crime scene. So August 11th, 2015, Thomas Prince planned to take Crystal Piver out on the boat that he bought from her ex-husband on the Halifax River. This is in Florida. And even though Thomas knew the boat had mechanical problems, he A, still bought it from Crystal's ex-husband and B, still took her out on the boat to have fun that night. She loved to be out on the water. And so they had some drinks together as they attempted to sail to a riverside restaurant to have dinner. They put in the boat down in Port Orange on the intercoastal waterway and went for a ride somewhere around 7 p.m. They were both drinking. I can always tell when alcohol is involved in a story, and this is a really good example. As soon as they set out, the engine overheated and stopped running, and so they began to argue. I'm sure she was telling him what a dumbass he was to buy the boat from her ex-husband. That didn't work. So when they arrived at the restaurant, they were suitable for framing in terms of, you know, they had had a lot to drink and they were pissed off. And apparently people at the restaurant complained about them. When they first arrived, patrons of the restaurant described uh, that there had been a heated conversation between the two of them uh, on the boat and that it lasted for 10 to 15 minutes. No one could hear exactly what was being said, but by body language um, could tell them that things were going badly for, for this young woman. But after the couple went inside the restaurant and drinks started flowing, they got more amorous. Somewhere during the course of the evening, they became overly amorous. Their affection was annoying other customers. At some point, Mr. Prince trying to get the wait staff to either touch or kiss Crystal. Management asked them to leave, and this guy rolled his cell phone video. This guy's gonna plow into every boat on this dock. Maybe we're lucky it won't start. Something's good gonna happen here. Oh, there it goes. There we go. Here we go. Bring the light on. Crystal and Thomas pulled away into the darkness where evil was lurking. 
So the boat engine overheats again and shuts down and Crystal and Thomas start fighting and yelling again and she jumps overboard where a flounder fisherman comes to her rescue. The flounder fisherman tells Mr. Prince, I'm only going to let her get back on the boat with you if you start being nice and stop yelling at her. Thomas agrees and Crystal gets back on board the boat. Eventually, the engines overheat again and tempers flare. Then a few minutes later... A 911 call comes in from a guy in a rowboat who has his mentally disabled daughter with him. Here's James Wagner. Hi, this is 911. You have an emergency? Okay, I'm on a sailboat out off of uh, South Daytona, and a boat just floated by me, and a girl jumped out of it and swam over and called my ding and said people have been beaten on her. The caller reporting there are at least two men on the other boat. Wait a minute, a boat is coming to, just a minute, there's a boat. Do you want to go with these people or not? Okay. Hey guys, she ain't going with you. She's going into the park to meet the police. She ain't going with you. Does she look hurt? Uh, She told me they were beating her in the face and stuff. I don't know, I can't see her, it's dark down there. But these guys are here yelling and screaming. Well, look, I got a mentally handicapped daughter on board here with me. Who is this guy to her? She says it's your boyfriend. He's not following you, is he? No, he's just standing out off the boat here saying, come on, come on. Okay. Just hold on. Uh, she just jumped in the water. Are you going back to his boat? Nobody's going to hurt anybody. Okay. Coming back over to the boat because she's afraid he'll hurt my daughter. How kind is Crystal? She's more worried about this man's daughter than her own life. Apparently, James Wagner's rowboat only held two people. So his daughter would have had to have gotten onto Thomas Prynne's boat in order for James to take Crystal to shore. And that was something that Crystal would not allow. So Crystal makes the decision and says to Mr. Wagner, he'll hurt your daughter if we go together. And Crystal dives over the side and swims back swims right back to Mr. Prince. Is that her screaming? Yeah, she's screaming at him. They're drifting north. Okay. He said she kept punching her in the head and, he, and, she, and that he hurt her hand. She's back at the boat. Is she, is she back on the boat or? Yep, she's back on the boat and they got all their lights out now. Can you hear them yelling? No, now they're all of a sudden they're being really quiet. So they drifted off to the north and then about 45 minutes later, Another 911 call. 911, where's your emergency? Hey, me and, uh, me and my fiance got in a little bit of an argument, and uh, she took the keys to my boat and jumped off the boat. And uh, I just want to make sure she's okay. You don't see her in the water? I, I don't see her in the water. I'll think she's one for sure. She's not that good of a swimmer. And I keep on jumping in the water to see if I can find her, and I can't find her anywhere. Crystal! Is she responding to you? No. Okay. You don't see her on the shore, though? No, no. She took me out of the boat. She said, I hate you, and she jumped in the water and swam off. And I'm, I'm just praying that she's okay. How long ago did this happen? Uh, not even five minutes ago. Maybe uh, ten minutes ago. Crystal! So Crystal was gone, and eventually police showed up and towed Tommy's boat to shore, and he went home. The next morning, two miles away, a fisherman spots a body. 911, where's the emergency? There's a body floating out off of a dock here. Um, it just came up on it when we were fishing. 
definitely a person. They're face down. Oh, definitely. There's, he's definitely underwater. I see his back and his jeans. He's got no shirt on. It looks like he's got bruises on his shoulders and stuff. Pretty horrible. Morning fishing and you come up on a body floating. The body was not that of a man, but of Crystal Pfeiffer. She had been beaten and strangled to death. The evidence suggests, from what we know so far, that there was a physical altercation took place. You were the last person with her. I mean, you have scratches on your right arm, your forearm, you got bruises on your left arm, scratches on your back, you're bleeding on your leg. So if I think it was uh, last night when I ended up slipping down by the dock, when I was pulling the boat up. There was a bunch of bruises on her. Did I got something when she jumped in the water? I don't know. Water doesn't do that to you. She looks like she went couple rounds with Mike Tyson and you're telling me that nothing physical took place. There was nothing physical that took place on the boat. I mean we had I'd said like three times on the boat and stuff but uh but uh, not to a point of time. You guys had sexual intercourse three times on the boat. Yeah. yeah. Not rough sex right. or anything like that. No, I mean don't get me wrong. I mean we uh we grabbed each other Did you grab her What when we were having sex? Uh no. No, not last night. Did you I mean, I wasn't around her. No, no. At uh, at one point and stuff, we did uh, uh, I'm trying to think. Like when we were sitting up in the chair and stuff, I did end up uh, grabbing her and stuff when we were uh, by the shoulders, probably. Uh, no, kind of like by your neck and the shoulders area and stuff, to where my fi- oh, to where my uh, fingers would have been like right there, but not to uh, I just said not to a point where we were hurting one another. Thomas. Yes. I got a couple of photos here. Okay. Um, would you mind taking a look at them? Can I have a crystal? But these are, these are the bruises that are on her face. From what? From her hitting something? That's what we're here to find out, Thomas. See the lines around the neck? You know what that's called? What that appears to be? What does that appear to be? A ligature mark. The medical examiner later determined that Crystal was asphyxiated with her own bikini top. Her bathing suit was, uh, did you lock it? No, she originally had um, a bathing suit top, um, uh, her, uh, uh, her chin. She was punched. She, she's punched multiple times. Okay, well, it definitely wasn't by me. Your knuckles are swollen. The only thing that explains these marks is an altercation between her and somebody else. And that somebody else, I think, was you. Am I being charged with anything? Not at the moment. Thomas Brins walked out a free man, but was later arrested and tried for Crystal's murder. There was no sympathy towards the victim at all. This entire trial was about him. Um, he assumed this cocky, confident posture um, that he would be released and that she didn't really matter. And it took the jury only a couple of hours to come back with a verdict. We, the jury, find the defendant, Thomas Anthony Prince, as follows, guilty of the charge of first-degree murder. Upon hearing the guilty verdict, Thomas collapsed. But I think he did it to uh, get attention. These two people could not have been more different. Thomas Prince was all about himself. And Crystal Pfeiffer cared about other people. She cared about her son. She cared about the little girl in the rowboat who was mentally disabled. The autopsy revealed she was dead before she hit the water. She didn't have any water in her lungs, so it didn't make any sense that she drowned. And the bruising suggested that she had been involved in a physical altercation with another person. Her face was punched in. 
her neck showed signs of strangulation. So the case against Thomas Prince went to court about eight months after Crystal's last desperate moments. She'd fled for her life, but returned to the boat to protect more people from being harmed. She just was such a good person. The prosecution said that Crystal and Thomas had experienced technical problems on the boat, which could have caused tension between the couple. You think? It was just one hour after Crystal returned to the boat that she was viciously killed, brutally beaten, and her bikini top weaponized as a garrote. Pulled until she stopped breathing, said the prosecution. Crystal's blood was found on the boat, and she had over 30 injuries on her body. Which, of course, Thomas Prynne tried to attribute to falling off the boat into the water. Jeez, yeah, water's going to cause all that. The defense even said that witnesses had seen the couple earlier in the night dancing together happily at the restaurant. Also, that Crystal had jumped off the boat with the engine key. Strangely enough, it was her ex-husband who sold that faulty vessel to Prince, who testified for the prosecution, saying he can hear Thomas Prynne trying to turn over the engine during his 911 call. And that could not have happened if Crystal had jumped overboard with the keys. So it kind of blew the defense's argument out of the water. The key witness in the case was Crystal's ex-husband. Um, his knowledge of the boat made Thomas Prince and his defense not only unlikely but impossible. He was able to explain to the jury that the sounds that were in the background of the 911 call were inconsistent with the story that Thomas Prince had given to the police. She took the keys to my boat and jumped off the boat. But when you listen to the call, um, you can hear the ignition key turning in the background. You can hear the blower motor come on. You can hear uh, the engine turn over one revolution. All things that aren't possible if Crystal has the key and is swimming ashore. Neighbors also testified that they had heard arguments at home, and Crystal tried to protect everybody from her problems, just like the mentally disabled daughter of the man who tried to save her and her own son. So finally, in June of 2016, Thomas was found guilty of first-degree murder after the jury deliberated for about six hours. Now, just as he was about to receive the automatic life sentence... He appeared to faint and was motionless on the floor for a few minutes. So paramedics were called and the courtroom was cleared. So he wasn't sentenced on that day. And the drama did not overshadow the relief that Crystal's family felt about the verdict. Her father, Fred, said that they'd been waiting for a long time for that verdict. And it was bittersweet. They lost their daughter and they'll never get her back. So finally, Prince was sentenced to life in prison a few days later. So at the age of 43, Thomas Prince will spend the rest of his life behind bars. Well, that was in 2016, so I guess he'd be about 47 now, almost 50 years old. And I've posted photos of both Crystal and two mugshots from the Volusia County Sheriff's Office of Thomas Prince at Full Rigger Podcast on Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast. Have a wonderful Christmas and a happy holiday. I will be joining you after the first of the year. I'm going to take some time off. So until 2021, good riddance 2020. That's Full Rigger. Thanks for joining me.